The following is a paid program sponsored by Crawford Management Group and Smart Time Consultants. Please be advised that the voices and opinions you may hear do not necessarily represent the views of KUNV Las Vegas, the University of Nevada Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Hi, this is Leah Crawford. And I'm Rhonda Nolan. Welcome to the Let's Talk with Leah and Rhonda show. We're here for you and we're ready to go. Let's do it! Hey, Las Vegas! Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's a beautiful Saturday morning. It's hot. And I just want to know, has everybody been outside and done their morning walk? Have you done morning your walk? walk. Yes. Did you do your morning walk? I did do my morning walk well, you today. You did your morning walk today. I have all this energy. Well, I, I, I'm I'm not walking. I'm studying. I'm <laughs> okay. studying. So uh, yeah, I'm studying. I'm studying, and have been studying. Will be studying for the next couple of months. Morning walk. Morning walk. Get you in the mood. Get you up. Get, I, I, yeah, you know what? When I worked out in the morning, I did feel I did feel a different burst of energy yeah. just by working out in the morning. When you work out in the morning. Your metabolism starts, so everything you eat metabolizes faster. So that's why it's always best to work out in the morning. Just go ahead and walk in the morning. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, take that walk around the block. Go, go ahead, ahead take, take that it. walk. Take that walk. Well, Rhonda, what are we going to talk about today? Because it's, it's Saturday morning. Um, we're here to talk about just some business stuff so people can get ready for their next week or ready for the next couple of weeks until we come on again. Um, just being a business owner, the challenges of being a business owner and people understanding that. As a business owner, I don't get the luxury of taking off sometimes. I don't get, I mean, I make my own schedule. But I don't get a paycheck every other week. Mm-hmm. I don't get a paycheck every other week. So what are what are some things that, that you could, that, that you would say? Let's have a conversation about that because being a business owner is rewarding, right? Mm-hmm. But there are two things. We're working on the business and we're, or we're working in the business. That's correct. That's correct. So I think that everybody should take a look at their business and find out what are some of the areas that they need to grow the actual business and maybe some of the areas they need to really tighten up their actual business. Okay, well, well let's take me, for example. Been in business for 10 years. The business runs. Okay, I have, you know, getting, I'm probably about to hire another employee. Um, the business does run when I'm not there, but I find that there's a difference between working on my business and working in my business. And working on my business is getting up in the morning, looking at my bank accounts to see what money is there. Going in, looking at my financial statements. Website, which I have, I'm challenged with the website thing, but making sure that my website is operational and, and doing what I needed to do. Ensuring that I have the the marketing materials, like business cards. I just realized I have no more business cards. Uh-oh. I have no more business cards. Um, if I want to change the logo, just the things that I'm working on my business because I have to realize that I am my, I am a brand. That's correct. Right. And by me being a brand, there are certain things that I need to do, like a photo shoot. You do another photo shoot, a professional photo shoot, not a picture with my camera. And you introduced me to the professional photo shoot, which I love. You know, I, I, I like that. But working on my business, what are some other things that you can recommend? What else is working on your business? Well, taking a look at what your needs are for your business. If you've set a business goal and you've set that you want to make X amount of money each month, you know, are you meeting that goal? Are you making those numbers? Uh, And if you're not making those numbers, what systems can we put in place to assure that you will make those numbers? 
Right. So that's working on the business. Now, when you're working in the business that you reach in the goal of meet of 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 a comp basically of meeting those numbers. And what and what could that be? Like we were talking about this this the other day on another um, Urban Chamber had a, a, a series of roundtable about for accounting. And one of the questions was if someone came to you and they wanted to grow by 30 percent, how would you how could they get there? You know, and what is the goal? And just remembering just some of the comments, and it was like, number one, first, let's see what that 30% means. So we have someone making $100,000 that wants to get to 130. What do you need to do to get there? And you're right with the marketing. So do you need to target more customers? So it depends on what product you're selling. Right. And then you need, you need to take a look at who are your current customers mm-hmm. and who are the customers where you have a small amount of those particular customers. And you, you need to do some segmentation marketing okay. where you're working on a certain demographic. And you want to grow your business with that demographic because whatever product you're selling them, they need it. They need it. Got it. So when I'm working on that, I grow the business. And I was like, but you also got to monitor, too, to make sure as you're growing the business that the because if you want to grow by 30 percent, that means that you want your net to be 30 percent more, not your gross. So if I want my net to be 30 percent more then I also have to monitor my expenses, that's how am I spending my money? That's correct. What am I spending my money on? And we were talking about this earlier. Going back to your financial statements, understanding your financial statement, understanding, and I'll I'll call them by the the gap names, the um, generally accepted accounting principle names, your balance sheet. Your balance sheet is the heart of your business, right? So on your balance sheet, you have, you know, you have your assets, you have your liabilities, and you have your equity. So with your assets, how much money do you have in the bank? Mm -hmm. How much cash, cash equivalents? You know, um, do you have any marketable securities? Are you carrying inventory? Mm-hmm. You know, because inventory is an asset until you sell it. Um, do you have any um, equipment? How are you depreciating said equipment? You know, are there any other assets? You know, how are you classifying these things? Then with your liability, really understanding what is the the short-term liability and what's the long-term liability. And then do you have any notes payable, you know, mortgages, different things like that? What do you have in regards to your business? And then depending on your setup will determine what your owner's equity section looks like. And as a business owner, understanding this so that when you're making decisions about your business, you know, you're looking at, because when I know if I'm going to invest in a company, I'm going to look at your balance sheet. Mm-hmm. If I want to know something about a company, I'm going to look at your balance sheet. You know, because that is the lifeline of your business. That tells me a lot about some decisions you've made, what you've done, because those things don't go anywhere. They historically stay. Then looking at the profit and loss statement. So with the profit and loss statement, just, you know, how's my income coming in? Do I have cost of goods sold? Because cost of goods sold was a big question on the idle application. Mm -hmm. People didn't understand it. Some people put numbers in there. And I'm like, well, how you got numbers and cost of goods sold when you ain't, that's not your business model. Mm-hmm. You know, so understanding your business model so you know where the numbers go. You know, what are your general and administrative expenses? What are your operating, you know, what are your operating expenses? What are your selling expenses? And just understanding your financial statements and having a partner in that. We were also talking about the importance of consultants. Mm-hmm. You know, why it is important, you know, to have, you know, to have consultants around. You know, you do marketing mm-hmm. and you build brands. So paying you is important because you're going to help someone build that brand and give them feedback. What I do, I do accounting. Important because I'm going to help you understand your financial statements. 
attorneys when you get those contracts and make sure you have, you know, the right type of the right person for the business, because all accountants don't do the same thing. All attorneys don't do the same thing. Make sure you have one that reads that that deals in contracts. They basically can read and make sure that the contracts you're signing, you know, that you understand what what is in the contract, what is in the contract. Because I, I tell people, you know, that legalese, that legal jargon is something totally different from our everyday conversation. You know, just and we all can read, but even I, you know, go to an attorney. Right. And even if you're purchasing a building or purchasing some land to expand your business, make sure you have a real estate attorney to review your contract. Again, the attorney, right? (laughs) The attorney, right? Because as somebody would say, you don't want to go into the hospital and have your optometrist working on your appendix. I mean, you you want to make sure because every every professional, um, all these professionals, you know, they have specialties and you want to make sure that you're engaging the right person. But again, working working on your business and I think a lot of times we miss the mark on working on our business mm-hmm. not filing not knowing what payroll because we had a conversation about payroll what are the payroll requirements you know do you have an employee or are you classifying them as subcontractors no two different requirements subcontractors you write them a check you give them a 1099 NEC at the end of the year non-employee compensation but if you have an employee you're giving them a W-2 well with W-2 employees which this is July forms are due this month Deposits need to be in, 941s are due, um, modified business tax is due for Nevada employers, and also Nevada unemployment tax is due this month for Nevada, you know, people that work in the state, people that have employees in, in the state, and just understanding what the requirements are so that you are in compliance with whatever the requirements are. And some of it is knowing. We had another conversation about, again, working on the business. State of Nevada, if you are in business, you have to get a business license every year. That's right. A state business license every year. And somebody said to me, well, you know, how I didn't know that. Well, when you registered, they asked for an email address and you had a registered agent. They email your registered agent. They also email you. They do it 90 days out, 60 days out, 30 days out. Because if and, and the good thing about Nevada, if you're late paying it, you pay the penalty but you you know your um, license then becomes valid again. But you gotta pay it. And so if you have if your if your business license has lapsed because you did not pay it last year because maybe you didn't do any business uh, due to COVID, uh, and and maybe your business picked back up this year and maybe it didn't. But it would behoove you to go ahead and pay those fees because what you don't want you want to happen is that they send you to a collection agency. And yet again, have they been doing that? Oh yeah, if you if you do not pay your fees, they will send you to an internal collection agency, and that could show up on your business credit report at Duns and Bradstreet, or it could show up on your personal credit report. I didn't know that they were sending out. Yes, um, they do. They state of Nevada does not play. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, no, because maybe because I pay all mine. I pay you pay all yours. I pay them, and if and the businesses they have closed, I dissolve them. Right, I dissolve them. I just thought that if you didn't pay, you just didn't pay. They no, didn't, um, no. So if you if your business closed during COVID-19 because you can not move forward with what, what it was you were doing, go ahead and let the state know that you dissolved your business. Therefore, they won't send you a bill saying that you owe them for your business license. Got it. Yeah. God, no, I didn't know that. They, I just thought that they just, you know, you just they, they just set out there dormant. And when you paid it, it picked back up. And no. if you didn't pay it, it, just, it got revoked. And every year you let it go, they put on more penalties. So if you ever have to go back and use that license, the penalties are not pretty. 
Trust God. me, I know this from experience. <laughs> you know this from experience, though. From I know experience. this from experience. Know this, from experience. Is, this is not something someone told me. This is something that happened to me several years ago. And then once that happened, I said to myself, I'm never paying late again. I will always be on time. So now I pay my licensing fees 30 days ahead of the due date. Well, you want to know what's interesting about that? Because we were also talking talking about like the different types of business you know just understanding when you form the business on most well most well all corporations here you have to have a registered agent and that registered agent gets all mailings and different things like that on behalf of your business because they are your registered agent here in the state of Nevada um we were talking you know just just making sure that your registered agent also is, is is diligent you know um I know people that serve as their own resident agents I like I, honestly, I like third party. Just pay somebody to do it so that you don't miss those deadlines, because most resident agents only no more than one hundred, two hundred dollars a year where the, the late fee, I think, is two. It's a couple hundred dollars. It's a couple hundred dollars. <laughs> right. Right. So, you're, I mean, you're just you're just doing just just being in compliance and having a good team around you. And that's what I'm noticing. So you need being in business. You need to have a team around you. A team around you got to have your squad what does your squad look like you know so that when you have questions you got people around you that are knowledgeable and not making it up as they go along and also if you have a city of las vegas uh license you have to pay that on time as well oh yeah but all All of of them them. i can say all of them city of las vegas north las vegas henderson so what we should do is as business owners we should try to pay those particular bills at least 30 days in advance that way we know we're in compliance Right. Because I even I mean, being it's so funny because I think about being being a business owner, you know, um, and when you have property in the city because you have to pay a sewer bill. Pay, I pay a sewer bill on top of my rent. It wasn't included in, in, in my lease. And my landlord is, is, is amazing. But well, and just all the things that I had to pay on top of paying the rent and paying the utilities, budgeting for all of that, knowing how much that was. And then having my pricing coincide because I still want to eat after I pay everybody. Right. You know, and but but budget for it, mm-hmm. you know, because I do have a city of Las Vegas business license. Mm-hmm. I mean, and when they send me the bill, I send them a check because I budgeted for it all year. The money's there. Mm-hmm. You send me the bill. I send you a check because that those fees, those being in business legitly, I know, helped me, especially um, with the state grant that came out last year with pets. Um, being able to sit there and have everything that they needed. With just clicking buttons and uploading it. And then it was my file maintenance, knowing where my stuff was, knowing where my original articles of incorporation is, my annual business license renewals, just having all of that information readily available, Mm -hmm. right? Because we have a filing system. And when I look back, I'm like, oh my God, it just, it piles up. But just being consistent and diligent about making sure that my business is in compliance. Then we talk about filing the tax returns. <laughs> annually. File them annually. Have conversations. If you don't have an accountant, get one. Get one. Go and talk to one. Have quarter, monthly, quarterly. Um, I, 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 we do annual meetings, but it's better to me if you have a, a, a more frequent conversation because with COVID, people were coming to get their taxes done. Mm-hmm. And then they get frustrated because they're like, well, I got to get a 4506 to get this loan. I can't get it because of this. My taxes aren't filed. Can you hurry up? Well, it takes time to build the numbers. But if we're doing it on a regular basis, the clients that I have that we're doing it on a regular basis, no problem. 
They had all the numbers. They understood what to do and they did it because applications were actually very easy. Correct. Again, and we talk about this all the time to small businesses of just having all your paperwork in order and having them at your fingertips where you can get them either in a file in your office or on your computer or have both because a lot of things are electronic now. So when I get electronic paperwork and licensing and this, that and the third, I always print out a copy and have a hard copy because guess what? Computers aren't 100 percent. Right. I agree. <laughs> so you agree. need to have both have it on a, a have a special folder on your computer with all your documentation and then have it in a special file. So what I've also done, Rhonda, is virtual files. Yeah. So having a file that is not necessarily on my desktop, but that I can access from anywhere. And is it cybersecurity? People talk about cybersecurity. And I'm like, OK, I, you know, I can have a fire at my office and burn everything up. Right. You know, so I have a flash drive with some information on it. And then I have the. Um, the cyber um, file cabinet where mm-hmm. everything is there and we're actually moving a lot of our files cyber because I need to be able to access them from wherever I am not just being married to being in my office right and um, and accessing them from there but I'm looking for non-filers though Rhonda I'm, I'm looking for people that haven't filed in years There's, there, are, there are lots out there there are a lot out there right yeah. looking for people that haven't filed in years and we were talking about that because on um on another show we were talking about that because when you get those letters from the IRS right and you know that you haven't done what you're supposed to do it creates a level of anxiety a level of uncomfortability right mm-hmm. and we are um we're looking for those people because we want to help you through this mm-hmm. and we want to help to know that you know it's it's, it's a process mm-hmm. it doesn't happen overnight but we're looking for those non-filers non-filers just to get them in compliance if you owe let's work out a plan if you get refunds, sorry to say, if they're real old, you're not going to get them. But if they're within the last three years, you know, we can get those refunds. But getting you to file those returns. Again, my name is Leah Crawford. I'm Rhonda Nolan. And we are Let's Talk with Leah and Rhonda. And Rhonda, we're just having a conversation today all over the place, though, and just talking about being a small business owner. Because sometimes I think as small business owners, we have ADD. <laughs> no, for and the reason why I say that is because... Being a small business owner, um, you wear a lot of hats mm-hmm. because you and, and you have to be efficient. You don't have to be perfect, but just efficient and aware of a lot of things. Um, and you got to handle your business. You got to handle your business. So I say like, say, say we have a um, time management. Real important, right? Yep. 24 hours in a day. 24 hours in a day. Say you sleep. Six of the hours, mm-hmm. six to eight of the hours. All mm-hmm. right. So you take eight out. Minus, 8 minus 24 is 16. You got 16 hours left, right? Because some of us are driving around now, you a lot, maybe an hour or two, drive back and forth from work, right? So now you're down to 14 hours. What are you doing with the rest of the 14 hours? For me, it is, you said working out. So if you take the workout, put the workout in, you got to drive to the workout, drive back. That might be an hour and a half. Let's, let's call it two hours out today. So now mm-hmm. we're down to 12 hours. Mm-hmm. If you work during a day, okay, that's eight hours. Eight to 10. Eight to 10. See, you got two hours left to eat. Mm-hmm. So when you look when, when you look at your calendar and look at your time, then you can make the necessary adjustments. Because someone taught me about a um, this is int- this was interesting a one twenty ninety sixty plan at work. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he was like, they were like, if you if you do this while you're in the office, because even though you're self employed, but if you incorporate this, you'll become more efficient. And I did. Mm-hmm. And I, because during COVID, I was realized the days was flying by and nothing wasn't getting done. Because I was just, <laughs> I was, you was eating bonbons? I, I was eating, well, I wasn't eating bonbons, but I was, I was, you know, <laughs> laughing, watching shows, doing this, doing that. But when I did the 
120, 90, 60, I would look at, I would first write down everything I had to do, look at what task could I get done in the first 120 minutes. And for cell phone off, taking no phone calls, just did that for 120 minutes. Got a bunch of stuff done. Take a half an hour break, come back, sit down for another 90 minutes. Just knock stuff out. Come back, then did another 60 minutes. I would take all phone calls, either in those breaks, but I wouldn't talk to anyone during that during those segments so I can make sure that I was getting work done. That little tip changed my business. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God. And it, that was working on my, because I realized that with time management, I needed to get better. So sometimes I flip it and I do the 60 first. So my 60 is always working on my business. Mm-hmm. So it's doing bank reconciliations, it's figuring out marketing, looking at the web, like the next, my, my next thing is the website. Mm-hmm. Looking at the website for an hour every day, trying to figure out what I want it to look like. What do I, how do I want to be perceived? What is the brand I want to put out there? Um, and then after that, writing, re- reviewing my business plan, mm-hmm. doing that like maybe once, I was doing it once a year, but now I'm probably doing it like once a quarter mm-hmm. and looking at the projections that I put out there Am I meeting those projections? Do I remember what I did? What, how my time was spent? And then where do we go? No, where do I go from there? And but actively working on it because I'm working in it. I'm doing the work. Too. Right, right. It's so easy for us to get distracted, Ooh. especially since we're working from home now and the kids are us. home and oh. things of that nature. Mm. So you have to really, as a business person working from home, you have to go into your office and close the door. And be disciplined. And you have to be extremely disciplined. Got to be disciplined. Yeah. You, gotta, you have to be disciplined. Yeah. And then you discipline the children. You know, you, hey. You do. Go sit down. And as a consultant, you have to look at your client list and you have to put in your calendar or your daily schedule. I'm going to work an hour on that particular project. I'm going to work two hours on this project. Depending upon what you're doing for the client, you have to segment it. So my day is segmented. I'm working for a particular client, you know, every couple of hours of the day. Right. You know, knocking stuff out. And so that's how I have to do it to keep on track, you know. And you got to, I mean, the, that, but that's time and project management. Mm-hmm. It's, it's managing the project. But knowing that um, when the project gets close, mm-hmm. you're going to spend more time on it. Correct. Just to, you know, just to iron some things out. And allocating that time to do so so you're not stressed out right you know because we were having a conversation about like um with the tax deadlines Mm -hmm. and my rule of thumb is when an april 15th deadline don't come to me april 1st with no taxes right because you're getting extensions because i don't want i don't want to rush because when you rush i see you make simple errors Mm -hmm. that could be avoided transposition of numbers and things like that but if you take your time go through the return review the return talk about the return with your client explain to them what they did because they might have some different input like well you know that I didn't do that well I did this and then you can have a real conversation mm-hmm. especially if they owe because I know with COVID shock, well most of my clients were still working mm-hmm. um, they started investing a lot mm-hmm. last year mm-hmm. and they were home had drive time was taken away so they're sitting at home and I'm like okay so where's your investment um, where's the, the form for the dividends and they were like oh right but that was having a conversation and knowing that we were missing documents. Right. So that we can make sure that we get a good return, review the return, and then have another conversation about how to handle, you know, well, if, if, if you get a refund or if you owe. But really educating the client base or, or just, just information out there so that you know what that return says. You're mm-hmm. not guessing. Mm-hmm. Not guessing.
That's true. That's true. So you're listening to Let's Talk with Leah and Rhonda on KUNV 91.5. And uh, if you have any questions, uh, if you want to run some things by us, you know, we can easily be contacted at 702-382-5737. One more time. 702-382-5737. So you're thinking about starting a new business I'm here in Nevada. I'm thinking about it. Hmm, thinking about it. What should I do? Because I'm thinking, I'm right. And, okay, people are coming here and they want to start businesses. Yes. What's the first thing? First thing, well, for me, what I was telling them to do, do a sole proprietorship. Small, but do a sole prop. Mm-hmm. Do a sole prop. Just go get the $100 business license. Get mm-hmm. the business licensing from the state and the county. Don't spend the money on incorporating. Uh, see if you like what you do. See if you see if it's going to make you money. Yeah, see if you see if it's going to be profitable. It's going to be profitable. Because if it's not going to be profitable, it's a hobby. That's true. We talk about that all the time. <laughs> it's a hobby. No, because people well, Lee, I had a loss. Well, you had a loss for the past five years. It is now a hobby. <laughs> right. It's now a hobby. So you can't do that, people. It's you're not gonna, a business. It's a hobby. You're going to have to turn around, <laughs> put on your big girl and boy panties and underwear, and uh, <laughs> say, hey, I make this type of money and I got to pay some taxes on it. pay some taxes. Because I have some other goals I'm trying to achieve. Well, because you can't buy anything if you're constantly losing. That is correct. You cannot get any type of line of credit to buy a home or office building or anything you need if you continue to show a loss on your taxes. So you're going to have to come up out of there. You're going to have to show that you've made some money. You've got to pay taxes on that money so that you can move forward. You may need to expand your business. You may, you, you may need to you know get another office to do your business in. Uh, you may need to buy some property, some land you know, to open up another office somewhere. I mean, you just never know. You may need a line of credit. You may want to redo your office. All of that stuff is relevant to what? Your taxes. Well, I look at it, right? Because um, in having, you know, just, just dealing with different dealing with different just just different folks um if you are self-employed pay quarterly mm-hmm. just pay quarterly look at your numbers quarterly see what your net income is and pay taxes off of that pay a percentage of that you know send in an estimated payment so if you end up owing four thousand dollars at the end of the year you paid a thousand dollars quarterly it's a lot easier to swallow a thousand dollars three hundred thirty three dollars a month instead of trying to pay a big bill at the end of the year, especially while you got the cash flow coming in. Because if you had a net income, there's some money there. Like people were saying, you know, one comment was, I got a net income, but I don't have no money in the bank. Well, what else did you spend the money on? Were you paying down loans? Were you, I mean, what were you spending your money on? So that's when you look at your cash flow and see how your cash is flowing. Again, and having the conversation and being honest in the conversation, being honest with yourself, being able to look in the mirror and say, OK, I, I bought this. I bought that. You know, um, I might have paid off some equipment. Part of it is the principal. Part of it is the interest. But with the principal, you get to depreciate it. So just understanding how your financial statements flow, not that you have to put them together. But if you know how you spent your money, somebody gives you a financial statement back and you can't read it because it doesn't say what you did, because all the numbers do is tell a story. They tell the story about what you did, mm-hmm. you know, um, and just be, you know, just let's have real conversations about it. Talk about our numbers and become a little bit more financially astute. So now we talked about the numbers. Other thing is um, retirement, because while we're talking about the numbers, let's talk about retirement. That's right. Especially, especially entrepreneurs. <laughs> let's, you want to retire one day. You want to retire one day. What does that look like for you? And how do you get there? What's your number? 
I don't retire. I work all the way to the end. You better than me because I'm gonna be on the south of France. I told somebody that I'm gonna be at the south. I'm gonna be on the south of France because in looking at the numbers all the time, now realizing that my retirement number needs to be in my numbers. Right. You have okay. to remember that. Yep. Your, your retirement, retirement number, number is in. So, and if you back into it, you know, and then finding a formula right to back into it. So, and I'll call it retirement number is four million, right? Mm-hmm. So, if the retirement number is four million, well, I'm gonna make it easier. One million. Retirement number is one million somewhere. Um, how are you going to get there? So, is it house being paid off? Mm-hmm. Okay. So then you got 15 years to do that. Um, is it putting money up? So, and when you talk to a financial advisor, they'll sit there, put that number in and tell you how much you have to pay monthly in order to get the number. And it's all based off projections, but they back into it. But what I found is I'm not, I'm not a financial advisor. Right. So I had to go get the professional to tell me what I I gave him my number. (laughs) He told me what I had to do. And me and him just looked at each other. I was like, okay, so how are we going to, how are we going to get there? You know, he said, well, and that went back to, I got that number working that number into my business. Correct. So I'm like, okay, so I need multiple businesses to bring in this, to send this there so that I can have this number because I'm going to be at the South of France. You're going to be at the South of France. I'm going to come visit you. Uh, all the time. You can. When I give myself my week vacation because uh-huh. I'll still be working. Okay. You, you still be working? I'll still be I'll working. I'll be on the South of France. <laughs> I'm telling you, mark my words. I'm like, where is Leah? You know Leah living in Paris. You know, she's she the South of France. She in France somewhere sitting on the beach talking about, hey, I'm done. But... I think as entrepreneurs, those these are the conversations that we need to have. And we need to be around people that are having those conversations. Well, Rhonda, we have less than 60 seconds left. It has been a fabulous Saturday morning. Oh, fabulous. So, okay, so I promise you, I promise you, when I am done taking these exams, I am walking with you. Fantastic. You all know I'm up every morning. I'm at the park at 5.30 sharp, and I'm getting my three and a half miles in every day. Three and a half miles. Yeah, yeah, three and and a half whole miles. All right. (laughs) Until (laughs) next time. Until next time. This is Let's Talk with Leah Rhonda. We will see you in two weeks. We'll see you in two weeks. In two weeks. Stay safe. Have an amazing Saturday. Wear your mask. Yes, wear your mask out in public. Stay safe. We'll see you in two weeks. All right. Bye. Bye. You have been listening to a paid program sponsored by Crawford Management Group and Smart Time Consultants. Please be advised that the voices and opinions you heard do not necessarily represent the views of KUNV Las Vegas, the University of Nevada Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education.